in this series entitled Life Changes, Changing Choices. We've been talking about choices. And um, I wanna I wanna stay I wanna stay in this passage for for a little bit. Uh, Luke chapter four, verse one. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness for forty days, and being tempted by the devil and he ate nothing during those days and when they had ended he became hungry I want to talk about life changing choices today I want to talk about how will you overcome temptation I want to talk about temptation as a choice um, how will we overcome temptation? The temptation of Jesus Christ, to me, sets a standard. I believe it gives us the blueprint on how to defeat Satan. Many times we feel like we can't, but we can we just have to make the right choices. If you pay attention, you will discover that Jesus was human, yet divine in nature. And yet he endured so much so that he would be able to identify with the struggles that we go through in life. Oftentimes we're faced with daily temptation. Statistics have said that 60% of Americans are often sometimes living in a state of noticeable, debilitating temptation to anxiety and worry. The temptation to worry. 60% of Americans sometimes are stuck in the habit of procrastination. We simply can't do what we need to do in a timely manner. 50% are often sometimes overwhelmed with the temptation to eat too much. 40% of Americans admit that they face the temptation to overuse electronics, social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, television, video games. The temptation to to be lured into it and to be consumed by it. 40% of Americans say they're often sometimes tempted to be lazy. Amen. By not doing what they need to do. Human temptation has so many variables, so many versions, so many combinations that the list can go on. But when we look at it, Amen. If we don't do anything about it, we can stay stuck in it, giving excuses why we keep giving in. Listen to this. Ignorance is no excuse. Insanity is no excuse. What you do 
you choose to do. You and I must take responsibility for our personal decision in order to find the solution to the problem. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. We have to take responsibility so that we can make a personal decision in order to find the solution to the problem. We have a choice. And too many times Christians go into the world and fall right into the trap that Satan sets for them because for some reason Satan has tempted them to believe that he does not exist. Also, the enemy wants you to believe that your fight is with flesh and blood. But it's not. It is against principalities and powers in high places. Lest I stay here too long. The question is how do we overcome temptation? In the previous chapter we find that John the Baptist begins to be, he is the forerunner for Jesus. He sets the stage and he says, one is coming that's greater than me. God gave him the task of introducing his son Jesus. Are you with me? John is baptizing. John is preaching. John is talking about repentance. John is out there doing ministry. And then comes Jesus. John comes and he, he, he baptizes Jesus. But right after his baptizing Jesus, we find that John is arrested by Herod. The reason he was arrested because he called him out. For he was having relations with his brother's wife. I wish I had somebody tell your neighbor temptation. <laughs> he called him out and as a result of that he was thrown in prison. And then shortly after that he was beheaded. Over a bet. I wish I had somebody. You see, sometimes we think that the Christian life is easy. John completed his ministry. He baptized the Lord Jesus Christ. And also we find in chapter 3, Jesus begins his ministry. Can I help somebody with something? The moment you take your Christian life seriously, amen, is one thing. But the moment you decide... That you're going to do ministry. You better watch out. Because the enemy is not going to stop. Until he either proves you wrong. Or he tries to prove God wrong. But I stopped by to tell you. Greater is he. That is in me. Than he that's in the world. Ministry comes with. Responsibility. Ministry comes with pressure and ministry comes with pain and ministry comes with all sorts of baggage. But what I love about ministry is that we always win. Do I have anybody? No matter what the devil may try to put in your path, you got to remind yourself 
that whatever you do for Christ, it will last. No matter if you end up in a prison cell, no matter if you end up on a chopping block, John understood one thing. For me to live is Christ. Come on, somebody. But for me to die is gain. John, at Satan's hands, has been destroyed, defeated, died a horrible death. Jesus now leaves the Jordan and he goes out and he's being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, in our world today, in the Christian world, we are just being taught positive things. Positive things. But when I look at Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, you would think that Everything would go right for him. Somebody here today, I want to tell you something. You want this life where everything goes right all the time. But you live in a fallen world. And we are fighting forces that we don't see. Do you hear me? Watch this. The question facing Jesus was, what does it mean? To live in obedience to God. How do you overcome temptation? Let's look at it. Text says Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan. Now, he had been baptized. He was just he had just been inaugurated. He had just got the endorsement from his father. Her voice came from heaven and says, You are my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. So, so, so if I were to say how, text says Jesus was what? Full of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing you got to understand how you're going to overcome temptation is this, by being filled with the Holy Spirit. By being filled, plareo, plarea. In other words, you and I must come to understand that the filling of the Holy Spirit, the word filling there means to be covered. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. When Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit came down to him, came down upon him in a bodily form as a dove. In other words, it symbolizes now that the spirit now is working in tandem. You have the Trinity there. You have the Father's voice, you have the Son, and you have the Holy Spirit. The only way that we can ever overcome temptation is by constantly becoming familiar with what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen to me real good. Listen to me real good. Listen to me real good. Listen, listen to me real good. He started his ministry that day. We need God's spirit to give us wisdom every moment of our lives. It means that we're covered with him. He's controlling our thoughts. He's 
controlling our desires. He's controlling our intentions. He's controlling our motives. There's no room for the flesh to rise up because we're filled with the Spirit of God. Say, Pastor, how, how do I get filled with the Spirit of God? You ask. Holy Spirit, fill me right now. Holy Spirit, fill me right now. Matter of fact, the Spirit of God is in this room right now. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. You see, can I say this to you today? There's no room. You cannot give any room to your flesh as a believer. As a believer, you have to remind yourself that the flesh is always in opposition to the spirit. And there's a fight going on. I said this on Wednesday night. But what you and I have to learn to do is that we're sensitive to the filling. Now watch this. I didn't say feeling. I said filling. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can open the word of God and you can understand and then apply it to your everyday situation. Are you with me? So the first thing is by being filled with the Spirit. And the text says, look what it says, and verse 1, and was led around by the Spirit, where? In the wilderness. Second thing is, not only by how you overcome temptation by being filled with the Spirit, but secondly, by being led by the Spirit. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness. You see, oftentimes our expectation of God is not what we, what we really are looking for. But can I help you with something? Just because you're in the wilderness right now doesn't mean you're not blessed. See, we often get it mixed up that when bad things are happening to us, that the Spirit of God is not with us, but maybe it's the Spirit of God that led you into that mess so that he can grow you, so that he can develop you, so that he can transform you. We sometimes forget that he lives in us, following his lead. It may be a strange place to go. But he led Jesus, Jesus Christ, to the dry places where the heat and the elements and the, 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 the elements are designed to destroy you. But I thank God that wherever God guides, he provides. Wherever God leads, come on somebody, he will take care of us because no matter what it looks like right now, we have to understand that when we're filled with the Spirit, we can then be obedient to the Spirit. Because if we're not obedient to the Spirit, we're going against the Spirit and we're grieving Him. Are you with me? If you're going to overcome temptation, you and I have to become accustomed to what it means to be led by Him. If He says, go right, go right. Right may not look right. But right is where you need to be. You with me? Because sometimes all we want to see is blessings and all this other stuff. But Jesus, I'm talking about Jesus. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. If the Spirit led Jesus to a wilderness, why will he keep leading you to just prosperity? 
The wilderness is designed. Can I tell you what it's designed to do? It's designed to develop you. It is designed, amen, to prepare you. But you and I got to remember one thing, that when we're in the wilderness of our Christian life, that we are not alone in this journey. You see, you see, Jesus being here in the wilderness is no different than the children of Israel in the wilderness. Watch this, watch, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. God could have taken the children of Israel the short route. But he took them the long route. Because what God wanted to do is he wanted to close the door on Egypt. I'm trying to help somebody with something. You're wondering why it's taking so long. You're wondering why all this bad stuff is happening to me. What God is trying to do, in essence, is to close the door on some things in your life. So he has to get you right to the Red Sea. You with me? In an impossible situation. To show you that I am God. You see, the temptation to turn back will always be there. I, I, I got to help you with something. I got to help you with something, especially if you're a new Christian. Listen, the temptation to go back is always in the back of your mind because you're like, man, I ain't got to put up with all this. I ain't got to do this. I, ever since I've given my life to Jesus, every time, ever since I committed, it seems like everything that could happen is happening. But you got to remind yourself that you are a child of God. You see, this is where in the wilderness is where you learn to trust the Holy Spirit. I'm saying it one more time. To trust the Holy Spirit. We want to be a spirit-led people. A spirit-filled people. Now remember, at salvation, you are baptized, sealed, filled with the Holy Spirit. You never lose the filling. I'm, I'm sorry. You never lose the the, the sealing. You'll, the baptism is permanent, but the filling is temporary. Now, the reason why I mentioned that is because there you may be asking, "Well, what does that look like? What does it look like when you are in tune with spiritual things? When you can open the Word of God?" All you have to do in order to be filled is to ask. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Forgive me of my sins. And he fills you. He covers you. Are you with me? Watch the text. The text says, verse 2, it says, And, and he was led into the wilderness not for one day, not for two days, Man, this is a long test. For 40 days, and not only is it 40 days, but he has to contend with Beelzebub, with Satan, 
the father's father of lies. Here it is. Here it is. He says he's being tempted by what? The devil. And he ate nothing during those days. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is how you overcome temptation. You ready? Write this down. By denying your flesh and building up your spiritual life. Some of us just need to stop eating. Just, just give up some stuff. You know what I mean? Give up some give give up that pork chop this week. Just hang it up. Come on, help me, y'all. Just just leave it alone. Just let me ask you a question. When was the last time you fasted? See, the wilderness will cause you to fast. Watch this. He's not there alone. It is him and the Holy Spirit and the devil. But Jesus knew something. Here's what fasting does. Fasting is... The denial of the flesh so that your voice can be heard in heaven. It's a clear path. So having the filling of the spirit, having the leading of the spirit, right? Watch this. But I, need, I failed to mention one thing. You got to remember this. The devil will always show up after your greatest spiritual victory. Jesus was just baptized. He, he received the Holy Spirit. Amen. He got the validation from his daddy saying, this is my son and who I'm well pleased. And right after your spiritual victory, here comes the spiritual test. But you got to pass it. And it is going to come in the form of temptation. But, and temptation not all the time has to do with sex. You do understand that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The text says 40 days. Now, it, it doesn't say he was fasting, but he was denying his flesh. How do we defeat the temptation while in the wilderness to drink, to smoke, sex out of marriage, sin willingly? You have to deny your flesh. Watch this. And the things that the flesh wants. Tell you, man, that, 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 that person, he, he always doing this. Or that person, what you're seeing, the Bible says. This is what you're seeing. You and I are seeing the deeds of the flesh. The Bible says they are what? Evident. Matter of fact, that word, that, mean, that word means it's wide open. Drunkenness. Carousing. Come on, somebody. Outburst of anger. You, you say, that child got to attitude. Nope, that's the flesh. Amen. You, you, you have to turn what you're going through into a spiritual exercise. Watch this. You got to turn your wilderness. Hallelujah. Into a spiritual exercise where you are fasting so that you're growing the spirit person. See, the enemy wants us to focus just on the external stuff. Can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit brought Jesus to the devil. 
Y'all don't miss that. Yet the devil knew that while Jesus was fasting, he couldn't touch him. He couldn't tempt him. But don't set yourself up because at next week, I'm going to show you, at the end of his fasting is when the devil came in on him. Watch this. 40 days in the wilderness. Just as Israel wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years, Jesus has the same experience but the difference is Israel was only supposed to pass through the wilderness but because they gave in to their temptation in the wilderness they forfeited their future blessings watch this in the wilderness you got to remember something about the wilderness God's going to feed you in the wilderness. God's going to provide clothes for you in the wilderness. God's going to keep a roof over your head in the wilderness. Because let me tell you what the word temptation really means. You ready? Testing. Testing for what, pastor? Testing to prove whether or not you are genuine. Whether or not you're real. Whether or not you're a real Christian. Like, okay, the test is designed to prove quality. You're wondering why this is happening to me. You're wondering why am I going through this? God is saying, I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to pull out all those impurities off out of you. I'm trying to push it to the top so that you can face it and replace it and move on and live victoriously. So, so don't forget, by denying your flesh and building up your spiritual life is how you overcome, is how you pass the test. Now watch this. I got one more we're going to go. And look at the last part. It says, and when they had ended. Can you imagine 40 days, right? What is Jesus doing? What did he drink? What did he drink in the wilderness? Nothing. What did he eat? Nothing. How did he survive? Come on, come on. How did he survive? He was building up his spirit person. The Holy Spirit was keeping him. Let me tell you something about the Holy Spirit. He's powerful, y'all. See, when we fast in America, <laughs> we think, oh man, I can't have no food. First thing we think about in fasting is what I can't have. And God says, stop thinking about what you can't have and ask yourself a question, why are you fasting? You're fasting to build up spiritually so that you can handle when he throws those arrows at you. 
When, when he comes, when he comes in all different forms, when, in all different shapes, in all different sizes, in whatever you love so much, watch this, you can handle it. Are you with me? Watch this, watch this. Forty days, he ate nothing. The spit, he was feed, it tells me that I can feed on the, because I'm Because I'm being, because I'm sealed with the Spirit. Watch this. The text says, and when they had ended, he became what? Write this down. The last thing you got to remember. By recognizing when you're most vulnerable. By recognizing when you're most vulnerable. You know when you're most vulnerable? At the end of your test. It's usually after you spend time building your spiritual muscles. Building up the spiritual man. That you and I get blindsided. Because we think the game is over, but there's still two seconds left on the clock. And that's when we lose the ball. Because we think, oh, it's over. And what do we do? We drop our guards. And guess what happens, y'all? Guess what happens? The flesh kicks in. When you're in that place, you'll know it. Notice he went 40 days, no problems. But as soon as the 40 days ended, the text says he's hungry. His flesh now has kicked in. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Listen, when you have these cravings for the world and not the word and not spirit, you know, oh, I'm in back in the flesh. I'm back in the flesh. You got to know the difference. Watch this. Watch this. The moment, and watch this, and that's the moment that Satan strikes. He's hungry. Next week, I'm going to show you. Next week, I'm going to show you. We're going to get into it. But watch this. He's hungry. Whenever a teacher in school gives you a test, they never have much to say during the test, right? Things are silent. Those are the worst tests, man. Right? During the test, and they're just walking around. Like, <clears throat> you, you see them, but you're wondering, man, make you nervous. The teacher had nothing to say because the test was designed to show what you knew based on what the teacher had already taught you. Once you get the test, amen, you might not hear much from God. It may be silent right now. But know this, it would be wise before the test to have some conversations with him. Some people have problems passing their test. In fact, they're failing the test. Why? Because they quit school. You have a lot of dropout Christians today because either they get discouraged 
due to not passing the test or they decide they don't want to study. And if you're a dropout or failing student, it is still better to graduate at 20 having failed a few times than to be 55 working on your GED. It is better to keep plugging away doing your best so that you can pass the test. Give God a hand clap of applause. God is good, y'all. <clears throat> and worthy to be praised. And I want to say to somebody here today, no matter what wilderness you may be in today, you got to remind yourself that you can pass this test. Temptation will always be around. It's going to come. It's going to keep coming. It's going to keep coming. But listen, if you follow the pattern, Jesus gives us the blueprint. Next week, I'll, I'll, I'll dig into that a little bit more. Watch this. You can pass this.